All right, we're back. Welcome back to Stop the Snooze with your hosts, Jacob Schneider and Zach Sharp. Today, we're going to be discussing the first half of the MLB season and what we think will continue to happen and what will change. What's up, guys? We're back. The two-month break is over, and we are back, and we're ready to let the people be entertained. So I want to open it up with, Zach, what do you think is going on with the San Francisco Giants? I don't know. It's just some miracle work. I know a couple guys on the team, Brandon Crawford, uh, Buster Posey, Mike Kostremski, and I pretty much don't know anyone else. This team is so surprising, and I just don't understand how they get it done. Their pitching staff is marvelous, to say the least. Um, they just have so many guys with just stuff. Gosman, uh, top 10 in the NL and ERA strikeouts, whip, wins, does it all. Brandon Crawford is a monster. Oh, man, Russell, such a beast. Maybe have a top 10 manager of all time in Bruce Bochy. I probably don't think he's there anymore now that I think about it, but um, that guy's old. So maybe his uh, his ghosts and traditions are still flying around in that clubhouse. I do want to talk about someone who is not old, the Yerminator. I mean, I just can't stop thinking about this guy. He has had an unreal season. When Eloy Jimenez goes down, Luis Robert goes down, he steps up and he becomes that big bat towards the middle of the lineup that drives in those runs and really helps the Sox out to their lead in the uh, AL Central. Yeah. As a, as a big White Sox fan myself, I must admit, kind of fell off. I think he's maybe one for 35 as of late. Had a huge walk-off hit a few nights ago, but he just doesn't he, – he's gone back to his double-A self. So, team's a little interesting right now. We just lost Billy Hamilton to injury, Michael Kopech to injury. Nick Madrigal got hurt last night. Hopefully, he's out for a few days. But Team's so injury-riddled, it's terrible. Yeah, might need to fire the entire training department. Yeah. Zach, what for the AL West? This division right now is a two-headed race between the Athletics and the Astros with the game apart. But I think the Angels, two games under 500, have a real chance of sneaking into that wild card spot once Mike Trout comes. I mean, the Angels team is really a lot of what you want. You have a star power in Shohei Otani. you got Anthony Rendon. Both are some of the best at their position. I just want to take a minute to recognize how amazing it's been, how Shohei has been not only a fantastic pitcher, but I think he's really close to the league uh, leading for home runs. That's just, we, we've never seen that before since like Babe Ruth, like almost 100 years ago. Just, it's so crazy. So I really have a lot of hope for the Angels, even though I think yet again, they won't be able to sneak into the playoffs. But this A's team just keeps battling. It's so interesting how they have, like, no money, and yet they still, like, almost every year for the past maybe five years, four or five years, have just continued to battle and fend for themselves and fight for that playoff spot. Yeah, like, they lost Simeon this offseason to the Jays, and then they lost their closer. Like, I, think, I think they started the season off, like, 3-13 and 13 or something, and then they're back in a playoff spot. Um, 
who is your rookie of the year prediction in the American League? In the American League, I, I really wanted it to be the Germinator, but Adolis Garcia is just having an outstanding year. I mean, how do you go as a rookie? He's another person who was really close to leading the league in home runs, and he's just been phenomenal. He has such a high ceiling with the amount of speed he has, along with the um, amount of power. It's the same thing with Luis Robert. These guys have such high ceilings, and it's just crazy with what they can do. Yeah, I'm a big Garcia fan just because he plays pretty much the worst team in the league. The Rangers got nothing out there. And then this guy's coming in on a daily basis, putting up MVP-like numbers as a rookie. Um, yeah. I got it. I, I think him. Something I just saw right here. The Cincinnati Reds have the most powerful outfield in baseball with Castellanos in right and my NL MVP pick, Jesse Winker in left. How do you think that team fares in the NL Central? They're not going to do anything. They have, kind of like the Angels, they have this great star power. Tucker Barnhart has also had a great year at catcher. Daniel Suarez, great year at third or short, not sure which one. Joey Votto. Shout out my fantasy team. He's uh, fallen off a little bit, Joey Votto is. Pitching staff is maybe decent. Luis Castillo, very good. But they just, they have the star power and then, the bottom of their order is just not it, and they cannot produce, and they just keep losing. This NL Central to me was one of the most intriguing uh, come preseason. It's pretty much played out exactly how I thought it would be. Um, what's your pick? I know you're a Cubs fan, but I feel like I am this, a Cubs fan. Yeah, I'm gonna keep four-headed division. I'm gonna continue to roll with my Cubbies. I mean, this team is really injured right now, and big time like triple a players like patrick wisdom has have stepped up eight home runs in 15 games he's the padre killer i mean how do you do that how do you go with like 50 something career mlb games get called up and put up numbers like that batting like 430 something it's just it's incredible and i'm just surprised on how much our triple a has stepped up to keep us in I think we're back in the lead right now for the division. Yeah, you have a half game lead over the Milwaukee. Um, do you think that Anthony Rendell, and we're going back to the Angels, segue a little bit, that the Angels, and we'll go back to the Mets, do you think the Angels and the Mets both overpaid for their superstars and Rendon and Lindor? Definitely. I mean, it's, it's crazy because that's what it does to a sport with no salary cap. You pay what you have. Like, you pay all you can, pretty much. That is an amount of money that pretty much no player should get. It's just, it's not how it should work. Lindor, I mean, especially in baseball, baseball is a sport of failure. There are going to be times when you're in slumps, and even at your hottest, Lindor is not worth that money. I know he's coming back from his slow start, but he is not worth that money. Rendon isn't either. They're just not helping out their teams. And these teams are losing out on that money to pay other players that could help them win. It's unfortunate. The thing with the Mets, though, they went out, they got McCann. Got Lindor. Um, they have the P at first. Like, I feel like, it was, like I'm a big I know he had a, a rough start. I think he's the best defensive shortstop in the league. Um, 
I just think you're going to pay a guy $300 million to bat 275 in defense. It's probably a good signing, especially you the biggest markets in the country, maybe the biggest market in the country. You're going to be in the playoffs this year. You're going to make the revenue back. You have DeGrom. You have Syndergaard. You have, uh, who else is in there? The um, Stroman. Stroman, yeah. I feel like it's a justified signing. Like, Rendon's a completely different story. I know he came off about 20 World Series ring. And then they just paid him to be, what, their third best hitter behind Trout, Otani, and I would say David Fletcher is a better hitter than him. I don't know about that, but okay. David Fletcher is an hitter. Don't oh, ever incredible. He is – he might be the best contact hitter in the game right now, but especially with all what's happening in the league with all the illegal substance and, like – Exit velo going super far up and just the swing path going a little more up than level. The game is about home runs now. I will tell you this. I went to a White Sox game the other day. The final score is five to one. Every single run was scored on a solo home run. Yeah. And that I mean, just that... shows modern baseball. And I have a question for you, Jacob. What do you think of what's happening um, in the MLB with illegal substances and Garrett Cole's response of just not knowing how to answer the question if he was using. I mean, I was about to ask you that same question. Um, I like it. I think that the game is supposed to be hard. I mean, players, hitters really have so many other advantages that pitchers don't really have. And the harder the game, the better. That's how I kind of feel it. And now we have a guy like Jacob De- Who's throwing one or two without foreign substances? No, I think he is. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if he is, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he isn't. That's the thing. Like, it I just, mean, just unleashes it, an entire era of pitching. And it I shows. Think- it shows like how different the game can be. Garrett Cole, he's got like this one ERA all season. Then MLB starts cracking down on the illegal substances. You can tell he tried not using for one game. He have like five runs in five innings, and that's just not what you see from an AL Cy Young Award um, front runner. And that's just baseball now. I guess. I mean, everyone everyone does have rough days, so like we can't really dis- like we can't say that that was because of foreign substances. It just seems like a very large coincidence to me. But I think that they're good for the game. It just, like, think about guys like closers, right? Like relief pitchers. They have these short one, two, to three-year careers. Like, the Cubs paid Wade Davis $3 billion because he was just such a good reliever at the time. Probably didn't use foreign substances when everyone else did. So he kind of, like, got the short end of the stick there. Uh Miller, Andrew Miller, or no, or all this Chapman, they're still around, but they're definitely not using foreign substances, and they're just becoming worse pitchers. Like their spin rates are so much lower than guys right? are. Yeah, so that's the thing is that I think you got to go all or nothing because it's not fair to have some of these guys doing it and some not because it really changes the game so much. Yeah, like Trevor Bauer was a three-four starter. Maybe a 350 ERA, then boom, he wins a Cy Young. 
gets three hundred million dollars. Um, I don't know. Like, do you think that like hitters should be able to have steroids? Definitely not. The game shouldn't be about all these supplements, and it should just be about the game. It's as simple as that. You shouldn't be having all of this illegal substance crap, steroids. Let the kids play, but just got to get rid of all that crap. It just, it doesn't help the game. Okay, sure, there are more home runs, more nasty pitches, but that's not how we were taught to play baseball. You're sounding like an old school traditionalist over there. Um, I kind of do, but that's just it's how the game is played. We're going to segue away from that. I love that word. Why are the New York Yankees the fourth best team? Well, that division is just stacked. I mean, again, I don't know what's going on with the Rays. How do they have the best record? I'm not sure if it's in baseball, but I know it's definitely in the AL. Just how is that possible? You trade away or you lose Charlie Morton, trade away Blake Snell. Um, What was their shortstop's name again? Adamas. Well, yeah, Adamas to the Brewers. I mean, it's just, it's so intriguing on how these guys lose all these players and somehow get better. And the Blue Jays just have all this young talent that's just going to keep getting better. I think they're going to be really good, like actual World Series contenders next year, maybe the year after. I don't think they're there yet. They don't have the experience. And the Red Sox, the Red Sox are just that surprising team who has all of this veteran talent that's been hiding for one, two years, and now they're back. About Chris Sale. Yeah. I supposed to come back like mid mid July. Um, he's my favorite pitcher in baseball, so I think that they will win that AL East. The Yankees, just this overhyped franchise, once again and always. Um. Yeah, the Blue Jays have terrible coaching. Like their manager doesn't know how to manage a bullpen. Like it's rough. So Zach, I wanted to ask you, uh, who are your picks to win the Cy Young Awards? I mean, all right, for the AL, Shane Bieber and Garrett Cole are really the only two people in my mind right now. Both those guys have been amazing. I mean, as we previously said, uh, Garrett Cole did have one bad outing, but you can't say anything about that. Otherwise, I think he has hasn't given up more than like two runs in a start this year besides that one game. Shane Bieber has just been incredible. I mean, his strikeout rates are off the charts. And then going over to the NL, it's a one-man race. How do you throw a hundred and like, like just pretty much over a hundred miles per hour as a starter. And he still has some of the nastiest stuff in the league. I mean, he, D- Jacob deGrom is my clear cut. NL Cy Young Award winner, and there's no one even near him. I'm going to completely disagree with your Shane Bieber pick. The man is a three ERA, uh, a whip over one. Sure, the strikeout numbers are there. Sure, the opponent batting average is there. 
But this man's seven and three with three ARA. Like, come on. How are you going to say that that's better than Lance Lynn, who has a 1.2, a 0.88 whip, a lower batting average against, more innings pitched, less strikeouts, even though he has. Uh, that's pretty much it. Like, there's no way that Shane Bieber's even in the top five for Cy Young voting. I think you are living in another year. Shane Bieber's washed. Um, my NL pick is not Jacob Degrom. Jacob Degrom is the NL MVP, and the NL Cy Young is none other than Corbin Burns, who did not walk a guy, and I think two strikeouts without recording a walk or something like that. Um, putting that pitching staff on his back, the strikeout numbers are there, the walk numbers are low, the ERA is there. There's no reason that Corbin Burns should not get that Cy Young if the season ended tomorrow with DeGrom winning the MVP award. I will tell you, I agree about how dominant um, he has been. I mean, how do you have a high 90s cutter? That's just unbelievable. It's like 96, 97. It's just unheard of, and it's just untouchable. 94 strikeouts in 60 innings. That is unbelievable. So I think that's going to be all for today's show. Um, the comeback is complete. Stop the snooze. We'll be back bi-weekly. Yes, twice a week for the rest of the summer. Uh, Zach, thanks for coming on. Hope you have a great rest of your day. All right, you too. Thank you.